Welcome to Channel Waves, the podcast where channel leaders share success strategies, best practices, and emerging trends. Brought to you by Structured Web. Here's your host, Stephen Kellum. Welcome everyone to Channel Waves, Structured Web's view into everything channel. I'm your host, Stephen Kellum. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Robert Cassard, uh, who is CEO and founder of Voodoo Video Marketing Magic and author of best-selling book, Video Growth Hacking. And Robert's joining us today to talk everything video. So welcome, Robert. Always happy to be on any podcast with you, Stephen. It's always fun. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yep. It's interesting. For those of you who don't know Robert, he's been in the video business for a long time. Robert and I started talking about video growth hacking. When you wrote that book, I think we met maybe a little bit before this, about six years ago. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. And for me, I think it's fascinating that video growth hacking is more relevant than it was even six years ago. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I've been doing video for technology enterprises and channel partners and even individual salespeople for now over 15 years. I mean, I've been doing video forever, but but for specifically for technology for over 15 years. And the thing that I find incredible is how in some ways nothing changes. You know, the, the value of video is still as relevant as it ever was more so because it, it becomes a bigger and bigger deal. <laughs> Excuse me. But the, the crazy part is that book that I wrote six years ago, I don't need to change a word of it today. You know, it's all still relevant, which is crazy. I keep thinking I'll probably have to come out with a new edition. And, you know, maybe I should just to, you know, update stats or something like that. But in general, the world hasn't changed. Video just gets more and more relevant. I, was, I wasn't sure whether to say that's a good thing or a bad thing, that we're having the same conversation that we had six years ago. The bad thing is that there are still people who just haven't even started doing it. From my perspective, that's the bad. Uh, those people who just, you know, they're afraid for whatever reason, uh, whether it's the investment or, you know, their nervousness about appearing on camera or whatever it might be. Um, and that's that's the bad part. The good part is you look around and you see everybody else doing it. It's getting harder and harder for someone to just sit on the sidelines and say, ah, I'm just going to act like it doesn't exist because it does. <laughs> and all the wildly successful companies are using video. So that's just the way it is now. No, I agree. Well, uh, well, let's break it into three pieces. I think we can start with why it's become more relevant. And then we can dig into what's actually happening in video and how people are using it uh, effectively. And we can even talk about maybe ineffectively, and then sure. we can talk about the future. Maybe we, we break that up. So why is video more relevant today than it ever was? I know there's some stats that you have that you can yeah. share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have uh, one of my favorite sources of stats about video generally, video marketing we're talking about, uh, is a company called Wise Owl. They're, they're sort of a deployment company, a video deployment company. And they do, every year, they do a survey where they go out to all kinds of marketers in the U.S. <clears throat> and they it, and I think this year, I don't know, they're up to multiple thousands of people that they're, they're actually getting involved in their survey. So this is really good data. I think it's pretty darned accurate. And what I love is just watching the trend from year to year. I, I mean, everything is basically going up. But here, here's the most recent Wise Owl set of stats. Uh, and these are kind of hand-picked ones. They're, they're, it's a list a mile long, but here are some that I think are compelling. 
87% of marketers say video provides a positive return on investment, 87%. So just to frame this, in, in most marketing surveys, if you get a number that's over 50%, that's like a home run. So when we get up into the 80s, it's just like saying, you know, if you're doing it right, it means it's working, basically. So 87% of marketers say video is has part of or generates positive ROI. 84% of marketers say video has generated leads. So concrete leads, again, up over 80. 94% say video has increased their customers' understanding of their business. From my perspective, you know, how a customer feels about a business and, and whether it understands what that business does, that's another, you know, the barriers to entry have all to do with that kind of emotion. 84% of people have made a purchase after watching a brand's video. That number goes up every year. So again, you know, just- I, I think, okay. As, as, go as ahead. Sales for much of my career, that's, that's yeah. what I find uh, quite, quite interesting. I mean, 84%. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and I don't know about you when I shop online now, I'm always looking for the little video, you know, just can I, is there a little video there that I can, can watch, you know, it's a little different in a, in a complex sale, like a technology person purchase. But what we see over and over again is that in terms of building trust, there's something about video, you know, you can see it. There's an emotional component to it. And, you know, of course, depending on how professionally produced it is and all that, it can be different. But you can build trust in a lot of different ways. I'm, I mean, we'll get to that later. But uh, okay, so 86% of marketers say video has boosted their website traffic. This is a big one for channel partners. I can't tell you how many channel partners I'll talk to, and I'll be coaching them about video, and they'll say, well, nobody ever comes to our site anyway. The only people who come there are the ones that we tell to go there. Well, that's a problem, right? They should be finding it, particularly in a regional search. So right. that, that's an important one. Uh, so 86% are saying it boosts website traffic. 83% say video increases visitors' time on page, the average time on the page. Bounces are a huge problem for a small company. Someone comes to your website, they check it out for you know a few seconds or 30 seconds and they take off. Bad. You know, Google, Google's gonna demote you when they see that kind of behavior. So anything that keeps that person there for even a little while is really helpful to the algorithm. So uh, let's see. I mean, here's another one that I think is kind of almost shocking. Audiences are twice as likely to share video content compared to any other type of content, including blog posts, social posts, you name it. Okay. So if so you're- can we, can, can we stop yeah. on that for just a second? Please. Sorry, I didn't interrupt you on that, but I'm, yeah. I'm interrupting you. So, yeah. so, so why? First, I'll, I'll tell you, can I give you what I think is the answer? Please. And then, and then you can tell me what you think. And this yeah. is just layman's terms, right? Uh, yep. Someone who appreciates video. Someone who, I get a, hundreds of emails every day. Someone trying to sell me something. When I see, I made a video for you, I actually open it. If I'm going to forward something, so, so it gets my attention. Secondly, when you're reposting or sending something, and your reputation, just like when you post something, when you repost it, if you're sharing it, yep. if you have a video, you think about it. That's so intuitive when I'm sitting, I, this is going to demonstrate really well what we're trying to say. I think that just kind of says it all that you're yep. willing to be, have that confidence uh, in that video if you're going to share it. Totally. Okay. So <laughs> one thing is, yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. 
So another factor in that is, you know, it's it's one thing to say, oh, well, if I'm in social media, I'm like I'm cruising around LinkedIn or Facebook or something. I see something, it's video content. I'm more likely to share it because it's video. That's great. Where I think this really plays into the technology sales process is when you have a salesperson and they're dealing with whomever it is at the target company, and they've communicated all this detail and you know they've, they've basically got this person convinced that this is the right technology for them. Well, then that person, normally there's a chain of command and they've got to tell other people about it. They have to convince other people at the company that this is the right thing. And the ability to share a video that's, that tells the story clearly and not, not promotionally, right? We're talking really about informational videos here. Anything that tells a story clearly and compellingly is what's going to help the other folks in the C-suite say, yeah, I think we ought to do it. So it's a huge benefit at that level. That kind of sharing really matters. Well, so so, so that's at the bottom of the funnel. As you were talking earlier yeah. in, the, in the sales process or, or using yep. video for anyone, you know, top of the funnel, middle of the funnel, the bottom of the funnel. And yep. by the way, we see this every day. We had someone at the top of the funnel the other day say, can you send us your presentation deck in a video? So it's very much just this isn't down where you were talking about, which is yeah. at the bottom of the funnel, but this was even at the top of the funnel yeah. because just building that awareness and starting to uh, get people on board, yep. people want to look at that. And then you can get into the middle of the funnel, which is giving you a little bit more information on the value propos proposition and things. And then when you get to the bottom of the funnel, you're exactly right. We just actually ran into that the other day where someone said, hey, I need to share a short video on what you do with uh, several decision makers that are, maybe they just need to be able to check it off, right? Yeah. And so yep. it needs to be succinct and to the point, uh, yes. but very, very powerful. So that whole thing, your top, middle and bottom of funnel thing, is it, that's an important thing. And I think a lot of people, when they're considering video, they sort of don't know where to start in that, you know, in that aspect of it. So do we do a bunch of awareness videos or do we do stuff that's more educational, that's kind of middle of funnel stuff, that's trying to convince somebody that's a good product and then whatever. So, you know, one of the things that my company did starting, gosh, almost going on 10 years ago, we started creating these videos that were all about technologies, but were unbranded. They didn't have any company identity associated with them. Because what we found was that a lot of people, people at the channel partner companies are reluctant to send out something. If if they haven't already spec'd a particular brand, they're a little reluctant to send out something that has a brand name on it. So we developed this entire library that's all about these different technologies, things like SD-WAN or, you know, even more recently, it's been things like, hey, POTS lines are getting retired. You know, what does that mean to you? Um, those types of videos... And then through our system, they get personalized. I know Structured Web is doing personalization now. It's it's so important. I mean, personalization is massive. But the pure fact of acknowledging where you are in the funnel and what content you're sharing is really key. So, you know, for, for what that's worth, I, I think it's... And in my book, I have a whole chapter about bottom, you know, top, middle, and bottom of funnel and, you know, what you should be doing at each stage. So... Well, I, I think of all the takeaways here, and we're going to talk about how you can distribute it. And we're going to talk about the future. I think just reading that section for so many people on where to make those videos at the top, the middle and the bottom is yeah. incredibly important. Sorry, I paused for a second because I was thinking about how it gets more difficult, right? For me, and we can talk about that at the top when it's awareness, 
I, I think it's fairly simple to do. I think with the video growth hacker, it, it gets a little bit more complicated when you get in the middle. I think when you get to the bottom, this is just my supposition, it gets a little bit harder because you have to be much more defined, like a case study, right? That's mm -hmm. not just an awareness of a technology. That's someone who is a reference, who is looking at that technology and applying it to their situation. To me, yep. that's harder. It's incredibly worthwhile. And I think that that is incredibly powerful, but that's harder. We see people, yeah, case studies are harder to produce. Is that sort of what you're getting at? That yeah, yeah. When you get to the yeah. bottom of the funnel, I just think yeah. it gets hard. I, I'm just thinking from what I've done and what I've seen, it gets harder to, to do. You know, one of the things that Voodoo does, and this is like a challenge we set up for ourselves because we used to, we've tried case studies of all different kinds. But these, the case study where there's no narrator and there's no customer, I'm sorry, there's the, the, I got to put this the right way. The company that's creating the video doesn't appear. Nobody from the company is appearing in that video. The only person that's appearing in the video are people are people from the customer company that are giving the testimonial. So we've kind of perfected this art of saying, we're going to go to that customer and we're going to ask all the right questions and we're going to come back and we're going to have this big pot full of content from that customer. And then we're going to edit the story together. And through the combination of B-roll and what that customer says, we tell the whole story in the words of the customer with no other augmentation. Our whole concept was that's going to build the biggest amount of trust. Because if we talk about ourselves, you know, we, the company that's commissioning the, the case study, if we talk about ourselves, yeah, what, you know, people can all brag about themselves, right? If, if a narrator talks about it, there's that little bit of, oh, you know, why is the narrator sticking their nose in there? Just let the customer tell the story. But it takes, as you pointed out, that is not an easy process. You know, you have to really go deep and be willing to wade through a lot of content to find the threads of the story and tell it succinctly. Because it's always got to be short, you know, no matter what. I, I agree. You've got me thinking here. I, I just saw one fairly recently where it was the customer it was on site and the customer the reason i said it was getting it gets harder yeah because now you have things outside of your immediate control if you're doing it internally and working yep. with you you can bring in your internal people you can write your script you can sit down you can walk through it but yep. you're in control of that yes when you build this powerful testimonial that you're talking about you go on site yep so physically, you have to get there. You have to get That's the right. equipment. Uh, yep. You have to bring someone in who uh, is comfortable on camera from that client, build yep. that script, and have them take their time to do it. That is incredibly powerful. And it can't, honestly, Stephen, it can't be scripted, right? If it's scripted, there are very, very few people at those customer companies who are going to be able to, for example, read a teleprompter convince, convincingly and sound right. like they really mean what they're saying. It has to just be an interview format where you're asking them questions and they're answering off the cuff. We don't even give the client a chance to review the answers in advance unless we know it's going to be something like that has statistics in it where they need to prep for it. But if it's anything else, we don't let that customer know what we're going to ask them. And the main reason is we want it fresh. There's nothing like the fresh, real response of that customer. But man, when you put together that testimonial, it's super convincing. You know, it's like there's no script involved here. It's just that customer, you know, telling it like it is answering questions, basically. It's pretty cool. 
That is very cool. So we basically dived into part two, right? We talked about yeah. why it's more important and we talked about some of those stats. We're actually diving into, you know, why, why what's going on now? Uh, we talked about why it's relevant and, and then how to distribute it. Maybe we can go into the distribution part of it, right? Um, sure. Speaking of scripting, we didn't actually write a script for this, but Robert did send me a list, not a list of 10, not a list of five. You sent me a list of nine. So nine is an interesting, right? Um, website, email, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and TikTok, all of them that we could use for distribution. So let's just take it and let's just walk through uh, reasonably quickly, kind of yeah. each one of those, kind of the highs and lows of each one. Is that cool? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So I'm going gonna, gonna to jump ahead. What, one thing I wanted to mention, and let me do this, and then we'll just jump into okay. those distribution things. You know, while we're on this topic of sort of how do you use a video to grab attention and build pipeline? Because I think that's pretty much what everyone wants to know, right? Okay. We've done all kinds of different videos in every format and, and every kind of structure. You know, how are you going to tell this story? And the answer is always, and if there's one thing people take away from this in terms of, hey, when we do a video, we better stick to this formula. The problem solution formula is really the only one that works in the tech sector. And all I mean by that is you have to, you can't just come out of the gate saying, this is what we've got. That almost never works. You have to set the stage and say, there is a problem. You, the viewer, have this problem. And the we often will spend up to a minute just articulating the problem to really show that viewer. And it, this is part of having targeted that viewer carefully, we we basically know who they are or, or what their issues are. And so we spend about a minute usually just diving into that problem, really making them feel uncomfortable. Right. And then we introduce the solution. And and so the and the idea behind it, there's an emotional component of that, right? Where they're they're getting uncomfortable, but at the same time they're saying, wow, you understand me. And that's a huge part of this is like you're breaking down an emotional barrier, the, the trust factor. And then you get to that point where they're like, they're all broken down and they're like, yeah, man, that really, that is a problem that really sucks. And then here's how you can solve that problem. You come in as the heroes, but you don't come in flexing your muscle and saying we're great and all the rest. You just come in and say, here's what we've got. And it's such an amazing, it's casual, but it, but it always works. So I wanted to share that. And the other thing I would say is, you know, th that's part of providing value. Problem solution always provides value. The other thing is respect the viewer's time. The tighter you can make the video, the shorter you can make it and still tell the story well, do it. So there you go. I just wanted to share that. Um, okay, all right, okay. no, distribution. No, no you, you've actually totally changed my idea. <laughs> we're okay. gonna go. So we're going to do this two part because okay. I want to do it justice. So we're going to walk through a little bit more of how do you get going and where do you start sort of idea, talk a little bit of the future, and let's come back around on a section two on a, on a follow-up, and let's sure. dig into each one of those individual pieces in distribution. Okay. What okay. works? How do you get there? How involved is it? What What is your ROI on it? Where should you go? Let's do a separate one on that. So totally. Yeah, we can we can go pretty deep on that, Stephen. Yeah, there's there's a lot deep. there. And, yeah. and I felt like we're not going to do them justice, and okay. especially, especially since you were talking about You've been given a lot of best practices on yeah. what to do and what to look for. Yep. So let's do two things. Where do you start? If you want to start building out your video, let me back this up. Two-part yeah. question. Okay. For two parts of the audience. Assuming someone's brand new to video and starting to do it, where do you start? What do you do? And how do you get going? 
And the second one is those are already on the journey and how do they make it better? So let's just do tackle those two and then we'll, we'll wrap it up and come back into that second one. Sounds perfect. Okay, so the where do you start? I, again, you know, taking this from the standpoint, I'm, I'm assuming we're talking mostly to channel partners here. And so what I'm going to say is we... Well, we're talking enough, to vendors who have channel partners. Okay, vendors who have, have channel partners. Then yeah, yeah. For, for the vendors, they need to understand that any way that they can help a partner gain awareness is helpful to them. So uh, something that I caution vendors, a lot of times vendors will get in this mode where they'll say, if it isn't branded to us, it doesn't have value as a through channel marketing tool. And that is simply not the case, right? The more you can help your partners gain awareness and get people to understand the technologies that you offer, perhaps unbranded at the front end. This takes courage for a vendor, right? It doesn't take courage for a channel partner, but it takes courage for the vendor to trust that by providing really good information and backup to, to their partners, that they will still get the sale, whether or not that particular thing had a big brand on it or not. I hope that makes sense. So one of the things that channel partners need first, and, and I would encourage every vendor to make sure their channel partners have this and do this, is they need a company video on the homepage of their website. Because if they don't have that, they're missing out on this massive search engine optimization ranking boost that they get basically for free. So what a vendor can do- Wait, wait, hold, hold, hold on. To, uh, so I have to raise my hand on that because <laughs> look, we're, we're a channel marketing automation platform. And yes. one of the biggest tactics we offer is content syndication. And yep. we have something called VideoCate where we can take, you know, content syndication could be um, catalogs, um, basic information, and it can be yep. video. And we made it really simple for them to take that video and put it on there. We're still amazed that how few vendors are using content syndication to help their partners in general before we even get to the video side of it, right? Yes. Yes. Amen, amen, amen. And I, I, there's absolutely, it's gotten so simple. For us, it's a, very simple to get partners to be able to have that static content and, and the video content as well. Right, okay. So, so the step one side of this for me is that the, the partner needs their own company video on their homepage. There, there's going to be a cascading need for video elsewhere on their website, in their social feeds, in their sales processes, all that. There is, there is endless need for video. But just this first step is to make sure they get a website, or, or I'm sorry, a video that really does explain in a problem solution way what they do for their customers. The reason they need that is partly for the SEO boost, but also, and that SEO boost, by by the way, it still holds as a, it's a 53 times, you're, you're 53 times more likely to appear on page one of Google if you have a homepage video. And that homepage video should be up on YouTube just because YouTube and Google are sort of like, you know, they're in bed together. They're literally, they're the same company. Um, so you know, they need that homepage video. Where we've seen vendors play into that is if there's a, a partner who maybe doesn't have the wherewithal to get that video done, we actually have templated videos that we will we can simply pull scenes out of and, and change certain things about. We've had vendors come through and say, you know what, we're going to help you fund that video, and there'll be a short section 
in the video about a particular vendor, that vendor. And so, you know, so they're sponsoring it essentially. Right. But it well, works. if you're going to use MDF dollars, they need to make sure that it's going to be something that has them on it versus just exactly. the yep. partner. Yeah. And when we, when we do templated videos, instead of trying to create a company video from scratch, which by the way, the average cost for a company video, two minute company video made from scratch across the United States is $16,000. So $16,000 investment. If you do it on average, if you do it from scratch with, you know, nothing pre-written or anything else, when we do these templated videos, we can get the price down under usually under 3000 bucks. So it, it, it's hugely different. And that number is low enough that a lot of vendors are willing to say, yeah, we'll, we'll let you use MDF for that. You know, so it's, it, it works out nicely. Um, so, so that was the first thing. I think every company just needs that homepage video. Um, and another reason why they need that is because if, because they'll own that video, they can put it on their YouTube channel. It can anchor a YouTube channel for them. And they need that because YouTube's the world's number two search engine. And so you need to be findable as a channel partner entity. You need to be findable on YouTube as well as just in a Google search. No, so, the, so sorry, I was, I was saying, sorry, I was jumping ahead. I love the home, the homepage with their video on it. I was yep. jumping ahead. Sorry. When I was talking earlier about yeah. it, having the vendor solution in there as well, too, is something to point back to as well. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. They're like in, in the, even in the homepage videos, we've done many of them where there is a section about that particular vendor who is supporting, who's subsidizing the process of creating that video. And it might just be 10 seconds, but it's enough to sort of introduce the partnership between that channel partner and that vendor right. and sort of, and establish some things. And also we often will put in clips, you know, just sprinkle clips into the video that show that phone on the desk or that server in the closet. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so the website is, is I, what I often or what I always point to as the first thing you have to do, but that is almost perfunctory, right? It's like that, that is a, you got to do it. And then what do you do after that? So, you know, that, that's sort of the, the next thing I mentioned YouTube. That's really important. So websites, number one, YouTube's number two, got to have presence in those two places. And then you start to ask, all right, well then how are we going to use what we have? How are we going to use our videos? We still see that email is the number one most effective use of video. You know, a lot of people think email is dead. No freaking way is it dead. It's still it's still generating massive ROI when it's done right. And part of doing it right is a video thumbnail or an animated GIF that sits inside the email, just like what you were talking about, Stephen. Where you know you, someone sends you an email says, "Hey, I made you this video." Yeah. So much more compelling. And with your tool, with with what Structured Web is doing. It, it literally is. I made you this video. You know, you guys are doing intro outro where the, the channel partner is literally, you know, making the video, Yeah. not the, not, not the middle of it, not the, it's a donut video. Well, right? no, the, the beauty of it is they're making a video. <laughs> they're doing the front and the back of it with that in yep. uh, two minutes versus yes. having to spend, as you say, $5,000 script investment and and then sort of hodgepodging through the through the product, and they're just leveraging the the content from the vendor, but they're personalizing it right in the front and the back end. Yeah, and that that kind of thing is just it, it's perfect for so many uses. I mean, that notion personalization where that really matters is during the sales process, 
right? It's, it's, and, and a lot of, it matters for a few reasons, but one of the key ones is because the salespeople, they don't want to share something that they're afraid is going to take somebody away from them in any form, right? So, but if, if it's a personalized video, personalized in whatever way, whether it's framed or it's, you know, it has them at the front and the back or whatever the case may be, they're, they know the traffic's coming back to them, that any response is coming back to them. And that's what a salesperson needs to feel really comfortable sharing and pushing things out, you know, to, to the biggest extent. You know, we, we see a lot of hesitation when it comes to salespeople, like they'll, they'll hold back on something. And nine times out of 10, if they're holding back on sharing, it has to do with the fact that they're afraid of losing that customer for, for whatever reason, so. All right, so those are three good points for someone who's starting, right? But you know, yep. put something on the homepage, um, create a create a template, put something on YouTube, and figure out a way to deal with something uh, to, with emails, right? To to increase yep. your open rate and your sex with emails. So that's someone who's just starting. What about someone who's been doing it for a while and just wants to figure out how to make their videos better? How do how do they raise their game today? in the competitive market? Uh, the, the first thing they need to do is, is sit down and ask themselves, do we have a strategy for video? And all I really mean by that is, have we thought about where video applies in the course of our customer relationships, all the way from initial awareness, all the way through referral generation? You know, have they sat down and thought about the role video can play? Uh, I think the last time I did this, I, I came up with 13 really obvious stages in the customer journey that video can and should play a role if, in an optimized world, right? I mean, it's, it's not necessarily happening at most companies, but 13 different times in the, in the course of a relationship with a customer that video can and should be used, in my opinion. And a big part of that strategy comes down to how are we going to get those videos made? And, you know, for example, what you guys have is a really key component because it allows videos that are sort of middle and bottom of the funnel to get made very quickly and easily, right? And so that's really important during the sales process. Uh, there are other times when a video can be very, sometimes it can be casual, put it that way, and, and let's call it unprofessional, you know, just one-on-one -on -one kind of a thing. Other times it really ought to be professional. You know, anytime there's a product launch or something uh, that is not purely technical, but that's, that needs an emotional component in order to convey its value, that's when you come to a professional videographer to help you, when there needs to be emotion. If it's more technical, so for example, you know, there, there are places like as you near the middle and bottom of the funnel where webinars work really well. You know, where it's okay for a video to be a half hour long and to dive into a bunch of a tech, a bunch of technical detail. That's not going to work at other stages of the funnel. So the strategy side of it is just sitting back, looking to, and, and inter, or, uh, surveying your entire customer relationship process and asking yourself, A, what are the priorities? You know, where are we currently deficient? That's usually the way you'll figure out what you should do first. And then where do we optimize? So we go from deficiencies to optimization. You know why I recommend a, a website video first? That's a deficiency. You're missing out on a 53x multiplier for your search ranking. You got to have that video. So, but then 
later on, you know, after we start creating, we, let's say we've got, you know, 10 videos and they're doing these various functions, all of a sudden we can start to say, now we want to optimize. And, you know, that that's fun. It's more fun when you get to optimize ultimately, because you get to watch the needle move a lot faster. It's good. Uh, so just ra- kind of wrapping it up with the future, I think, the, yeah. okay, actually, let me take a step back. Those 13 sure. pieces, it's been a while, but that's in your book, yes? Yes, it, it may not be, it, it is in the book. I don't think those 13 have been articulated in the book, but that's something that I'd be more than happy to share with someone. I have a little diagram that I can share. Uh, I meant to mention this earlier, but for anybody who wants to reach me, I, I'm going to give my personal email address so that everybody just has it and they can reach me here. RJW Cassard, it's R-J-W-C-A-S-S-A-R-D at Gmail. So that that's like the, the mailbox where everything ends up. So rjwcassart at Gmail. If they want a copy of my book as an ebook, just put free ebook in your subject line and I'll be happy to send you one. If you want a copy of this, the, the 13 points in the customer life cycle, send me that, I'll send you the diagram. So I'll be happy to share those. Okay. Um, so let's wrap it up with the future and then we can come back and we'll do a se- separate segment on the nine, maybe we could actually come up with 10 distributions. So we have like, uh, sure, I'll come up with another one. Sure. So so is that the future then? Is that optimization of video for, for people? Is it everyone's going to use video? Does video ever get passe? <laughs> uh, okay. So I guess the, the first thing I, I need to say is that before we ever talk about optimization, the, the biggest channels or the biggest challenge still at this point in time, and even looking forward, I, c- I can look forward about five years and I can say our number one challenge is still going to be get getting partners started. <laughs> I hate to say it, yeah. but I think getting them started is still the, the number one you know trend I see in the future, if you can say that. So th- that's frustrating, but it's just the, the bottom line is so many companies just haven't really done it yet. And so you know everything you focus on, everything I've been focused on at Voodoo, it's all been about how can we simplify this process and get more people to just do it. The the need to do it is not going away. In fact, I think it's become, it's really that if you don't have video, you're just at a huge disadvantage right now. So it's a, I hate to use, I hate to be all highfalutin, but there's a Latin term sine qua non. It means without which not. And I think that sums up what happens to a company. If if you if you're without video, you kind of don't exist anymore. You're becoming less and less of an entity out there in the world because it's all it's all free. I mean, yeah, there are some paid distribution. You could pay per click. You could you know pay for ads on Facebook and things like that. But a ton of what we're talking about is free of charge once you have the content. So they just need to produce the content and know where the free channels are. And there's just a massive ability to make themselves more real out there in the world, more findable. You know, that's the key. People have to be able to find you. If they can't, who are you? What are you? You know, it, it all relies then on word of mouth and belly to belly, which, you know, every, a lot of people in this industry are comfortable with that, but they just don't know how much more successful they could be at with much less work. That's really the bottom line. So that's sort of number one. I mean, you know, if we want to go into futurist trends, you, you want to go there? <laughs> No, let's actually, let's talk about that. So I think that's a great place to wrap it up because I think engagement is key. And I think we can talk about engagement and the future trends when we go through the 10 points of distribution and we can go a little bit deeper in that. Sure. Love it.
Okay. All right. Well, look, Robert, thank you for uh, thank you for joining us today. You already mentioned uh, your personal email. People can reach you there. And then, of course, they can reach you on LinkedIn as well, too. They should get connected with you. A lot of good stuff that comes on LinkedIn as well, too. Absolutely. Love to. Yeah, I, I post stuff up there periodically that I think is relevant for video marketing. And what else can I tell them? Um, if they, yeah, I, I would say just reach out to me on the, uh, via email, rjwkassar at gmail.com and, you know, ask for the book, ask for the, the diagram. And if, if for any companies that just want to, go any deeper with that if they want to ask about you know a particular you know video they're considering or strategic stuff of course i will provide that free of charge to anybody listening to this podcast i'm happy to help yeah, fantastic once again thank you robert for joining us audience thank you for for joining us everybody have a great day thank you